see you this morning. Let's open up in a word of prayer, and uh, we'll get this thing in this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for this time that we can gather together, Lord. Thank you for uh, just your goodness to us, Lord, and we're so thankful for that. I pray you would bless us and help us to have a great time around your word today and around your singing of your uh, singing uh, your praises uh, this morning, Lord. May you be honored and glorified with what's said done. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, good morning. Stand with me if you would. Turn into page number 10. Page number 10. singing and you may be seated the preacher bailed on me here he comes he's just running laps thought I'd go one, one around the church real quick but uh well good morning good to see you this um Palm Sunday morning and uh, appreciate you being with us in the services this morning make sure that you grab a bulletin be aware of what we got going on um, next Sunday's Easter, of course, and uh, we'll be in, uh, in preparation for Easter now. So if you're singing or being a part of uh, some music, uh, we are uh, meeting at 4.30 uh, today, uh, this afternoon, uh, to go over one more time the music. So if you could um, be here for that, if you're part of... Uh, uh, the um, the music program for Easter. Uh, make sure that you're here for that. Uh, next Sunday morning, we got a sign-up sheet in the back. If you can help us out with this, uh, uh, if you could sign up, if you're going to be here Sunday school uh, during the Sunday school hour for for Easter, we're going to have breakfast. You don't have to bring anything; just your smiling face. And so, um, if you can be here, uh, it'll be nine o'clock for our Easter uh, morning breakfast. And uh, sign-up sheet in the back 
uh, in the back for that if you could go ahead and sign up for me. And then Easter Sunday evening, we're going to be observing the Lord's Supper. So hope you'll be able to be back in, in your place for um, Easter uh, next Sunday. So we're excited. Uh, always looking forward. Uh, always look forward to celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so hope you'll be uh, in your place for Easter. Hope you'll invite. I've had several people say, "Hey, I've been inviting people uh, to come." And uh, hope you'll um, continue to invite people to come uh, for our Easter service. This is the first uh, Sunday of the month, and so uh, we are going to be. Uh, taking up uh, our offering for our children. Uh, this offering that we take up, uh, all the change, all the money that comes in goes towards our children for, um, for Christmas, for our missionary children uh, for Christmas. And um, uh, so uh, we're going to do that this time. All of the children, if you can come forward, uh, all the kids, if you can come forward, uh, grab a bucket. If you have change, if you can kind of just raise your hand up uh, if you got money, if you got a check, a money order, uh, credit card, they have credit card machines. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you can, if you can help out with that, just kind of slip your hand up. They're going to get by uh, there and uh, get that from you uh, this morning. First Sunday of every month, we do this until it gets closer to Christmas, and then we do it a little bit more often, uh, every couple weeks, uh, to uh, to to be a blessing to our uh, missionaries that have. I, I say children, our missionaries that have small children or children at home, uh, is who um, who we collect this for. Um, all right, kids, make sure you're looking out. See the see the hands. Any of the hands that are up. Anybody else got any change or money to give? All right, once you are done, kids, you can come down, put it down front down here. Did we miss anybody? Is that, is that everybody? All right, at this time, we'd like to recognize our visitors. First time with us here at Rankin Baptist Temple, we'd like to recognize you. If you could just slip your hand up real quick uh, this morning, your first-time visitors, uh, uh, first-time visitor uh, here with us at Rankin Baptist Temple, just slip your hand up real quick. Any first-time visitors with us this morning? Got one right, right back there. Brother Wendell to your right. One more in the back, back there as well. Anybody else, any other first-time visitors? Brother Larry, yep, right there, Brother Larry. Well, certainly good to have you here with us in the services. Certainly counted an honor for you to be with us. Uh, and uh, it is our desire here at Rigor Baptist Temple to be a, be a blessing and a help to you. So if we can be a help or a blessing to you in any way, please uh, please let us know. All right, at this time we're taking up our offering. Hope you came prepared to give in the offering. Uh, let's be faithful stewards as, as God has blessed us. Uh, let's remember our tithes, offerings, missions. All the opportunities that we have to give back a portion of what God has blessed us with. He has so richly blessed us, so let's be faithful with uh, the uh, funds that God has blessed us with. Brother Wendell Schrauss, 
Would you pray this morning for our offering and our services, please, sir? Ladies, as always, real quick, before we stand and sing page 301, before we stand and sing page 301, be in prayer for the transportation issues for the wilds. Um, you may or may not have somebody come up to you and ask you um, to volunteer for driving, possibly. Um, but just be aware of that. They've got some news on the van, and I'm sure Dwayne and, and Brother Joe will share that with you at some point. But um, be sure and keep that in your thoughts and your prayers, if you would, please, um, about transportation to the wilds. And again, if you just happen to find the mason jar buried in the backyard with a bunch of money, that's what it takes to get these things fixed and ready to go. So stand with me if you would. Turn to page number change. Alright, one more time on 301, we will glorify. Thank you, 
time. Let's do this. Let's turn around, shake hands, and be friendly. Shake up.
be seated. Disappeared on me again. All right, I guess take your Bibles if you would, open them. Ushers, let's do another offering. Hey, is it just me or whenever they come down and they pick up the change from you and all, do they not look like little future IRS agents? That was just my thought. Gwen, you're not smiling. All right, what else you want to talk about while the preacher's somewhere? Yeah, my goodness. Put a bell on him. It is good to see Dottie here today. Now, you blew it. I'm going to start preaching on this one now. There he comes. Do I need to get an introductory song for you to walk in on? <laughs> All yours, brother. No, I can I can do a special. Who wants to come up here and do a special with me? I got no I got no tell you're gonna do it with me. <laughs> oh mercy, sorry. Things have been a little, little crazy this morning. All right. All right, we're gonna be chapter 21. What am I doing? Are we good? No, I'm not on. Just yell. All right, children, you are dismissed. Are you going to church? Yeah, Gonna, I'm, not, I'm not turning that thing back on again. Did I tell you Matthew 21? Matthew chapter 21, all right? It's been a little, uh, little, uh, little crazy this morning, my fault. So um, when you got 100 things you got to do and try to get them all done, and if you're like me, I don't know if anybody's like me, when you think about it, if you don't do it right then, it won't get done. And so, um, but <laughs> I thought... I love Brother Tim up here a couple times. I had living a little bit, and so uh, that's all right. Matthew chapter chapter Matthew chapter number twenty one, and uh, today is actually known uh, as Palm Sunday. I, I tell you what I'm going to do, Brother Guy. If I can get a a uh, mic, no, I'm not going to. What is known um, as Palm Sunday, um, the emphasis really isn't on the palms. And um, now, traditionally, we call it Palm Sundays because you get, you get the, the branches and the palms and they were waved. And obviously, the, the, um, the emphasis is on the triumphal entry 
of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the, is the emphasis on it and is on, on, on his praise. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna um, as they were praising him. But I found it interesting as I was studying this that in different places it's called different things because palms aren't readily available to get. So there are, um, there are places where it's called, I guess you say, Y-E-W. Uh, they call it U Sunday because they got the branches from that. Some places are, um, um, are, are general and they call it branch Sunday. And uh, I just find, I, I, I didn't know these things uh, as I was researching them. And I was thinking uh, to myself, sometimes... Uh, we put the emphasis um, uh, on one thing when the emphasis really is on Hosanna in the highest. We see that in, in, uh, in Matthew chapter number 21. Uh, another interesting thing, you, you know, we have in the scriptures um, one gospel, but, f- but four accounts, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And uh, it's an interesting thing to, to do a study to see what's said in which gospel. So there are very few things that are actually said in all four gospels. Uh, this triumphal entry is, is recorded in all four gospels. And uh, Matthew chapter 21 is the first uh, uh, obviously, the time, first time uh, that it's written uh, in our Bibles, Matthew chapter 21, verse number 1, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethpage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And this was done, and it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Sion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek, and singeth upon an ass, and a colt, the follow of the uh, follow of an ass, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt and put them uh, uh, their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches from the trees. And strawed them in the way, and the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. So as I'm thinking about this uh, and time that Jesus comes in and you know, you know the story. He's fixing to go to the cross and he comes in uh, 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 and this what is known uh, um, throughout Christianity as the triumphal entry. And he comes in uh, on, on, uh, 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 on this donkey and he comes in and, and they're praising him. Hosanna 
in the highest. I want you to know, before we even get into this, how fickle people are. People are fickle, aren't they? I mean, at one point they're praising him, saying, Hosanna in the highest, and the next they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. It's interesting, people have not changed through the years. People are people, and they've been people ever since the beginning of time, and here they're saying, Hosanna in the highest, praise be to the king, praise be to the son of David, praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ as he comes in this triumphal uh, triumphant entry that we see here in Matthew chapter number 21. I want you to know something about praise. I think this is interesting that we find in the Bible 95 times 95 times praise the Lord is found in the King James Bible. 60 times praise God is used in the King James Bible. And interestingly enough, in one psalm, Psalm 150, 13 times the Bible uses the word praise. So praise is obviously a theme that we see throughout the Word of God. You see it throughout the psalms. Many of the psalms were psalms of praise. Psalms of praise. As they thought about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as they thought about God, as they thought about spiritual things, it led them to praise. It led them to worship. It led them to honor who Jesus was, who God is in their lives. And so as we think about praise, and as we think about this entry, as we think about what God is about to do, right? That's what the whole entry is all about, is what to, not what God is doing currently, but what God is about to do. What is, about, what is God about to do in the person of Jesus Christ? He's about to take the sins of the entire world upon him. He's about to die a terrible, horrible death upon the cross. And he's about to do that because he loves the world. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So Jesus Christ became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus is about to do this. And they're praising him and saying, Hosanna in the highest as he's entering in to one of the certainly darkest moments in history for the Lord Jesus Christ. So Hosanna in the highest, praise to him. So think about it with me this morning. I want you to think about a couple things when it comes to this idea of praise, when it comes to this idea of praise to God, praise to God, Hosanna in the highest. First of all, I want you to see. Uh, I want you to see the characters of praise. I want you to see the characters of praise. Turn over with me to the Book of Psalms, and over in Psalm uh, sixty-seven, Psalm sixty-seven. This morning, I want you to see the characters. Uh, of praise. Who is it uh, that praises the Lord? In Psalm 67, 
in verse number 3. Psalm 67 in verse number 3, the Bible says this. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Go down to verse number 5 of the same psalm. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Let the people... Who are the characters of praise? People are the character of praise. We are the ones uh, uh, to praise Him. As I think about praise, I think about... Um, uh, uh, I, th- I think about uh, the what's known in theology theological circles is the trisagia it's the it's the three the three angels that go about the throne of god singing holy 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 lord god almighty so think about what the angels were created for now i understand they were created as messengers and they were created for different reasons but i want you to know something about the angels they were created to praise the lord they were created to sing songs to Him. They were created for one reason. That reason was to point to the Lord Jesus Christ, to point to God, to praise and honor and worship Him. Can I tell you something? That's why we were created. We were created to honor Him. Do you realize that we were created when we were created and God had the garden, we were created to be in relationship with Him? We are created to be in fellowship with Him? We are created to walk in the cool of the day with Him? Can you imagine that? Can you, can you picture that with me? Can you picture with me this garden? This beautiful place where they had beautiful trees and beautiful animals and all the landscape and all that was around. And then God would come down and he would walk with Adam and Eve and fellowship with them. I mean, you talk about a time. I mean, I can't even hardly picture it in my head. And what does man do? Man ruins everything. I mean, we just have a tendency to ruin everything. I mean, if you're having a great time, just look around. Somebody's going to come along and try to ruin everything because that's human nature. That's what, it, that's what we are. We're sinners, right? That's why we need to be that's why we need to be saved because we're sinners. And that's why Jesus Christ died upon the cross. He didn't die for his sin. He died for your sin. He was without sin. And we were born in sin. And so because we've missed the mark, we need his righteousness imputed to our account. And so we need to be saved. We need to be born again. And so they're walking in the cool of the day, fellowshipping with God. Do you know what a blessing it is to be saved? If you're not saved and you don't know Christ as your Savior, can I tell you, Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you on the cross. He was buried and rose again. That's the good news. It's the gospel. And he wants to have a relationship with you. And if you're saved and know Christ is your Savior, one of the greatest parts of being saved is that we've now been reconciled back to God. And so now we have, and we can have, constant fellowship with God. We can talk with Him. We can walk with Him. We can share our problems with Him. 
We can lean upon Him. We can do all these things that, uh, uh, that are benefit to us because of what Jesus Christ did for us upon the cross. What a blessing it is to understand. You know what that, you know what that leads me to? Let me tell you what that leads me to. It leads me to praise. It leads me to thanksgiving. It leads me to want to honor the Lord Jesus Christ for what He's done for me and what He continues to do for me. And guess what? What He's going to do for me in the future. As you look at the Bible, as you look at the Word of God, and, you know, we, don't, we can't see into the future. Okay? Don't, don't be fooled by palm readers and all these prophets that think that they can see into the future. We can't see into the future. But what we can see is what the Bible tells us. And what the Bible tells us is glorious. That the Bible tells us that, that, the, that for the Christian, this is as bad as it gets. The Bible tells us that uh, Jesus Christ is coming back for his children. And we're going to be raptured out of this place, and, we're, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The Bible says uh, that uh, in the future, we'll come back and we'll rule and reign with Him. The Bible says that Satan will be bound for those thousand years. He'll be loosed, and then he'll be cast into the lake of fire forever and forever. Let me tell you something. I know you're not supposed to use the word hate, but I hate the devil. I hate him. And by the way, it's reciprocated. He hates me too. And he hates you too. He hates this church. He hates anything that stands for right, that stands for righteousness. And he'll try to destroy your life. One day, it's all over with for him. I mean, he'll be cast into the lake of fire, and he'll be there forever and forever. You know, the Bible says there'll be a judgment one day, and we'll stand at the judgment seat. You know, the Bible says that one day that we'll be rewarded. We'll get crowns to lay back at the feet of Jesus. One day, heaven and earth will combine, and it'll be a new Jerusalem, and it'll be a glorious and wonderful place. I'm talking about what God's going to do for us in the future. Can you imagine uh, the, the, the gates of pearls and, and the crystal sea? And, and can you imagine? Have you ever been, have you ever been to a, 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 a spot that the water is just absolutely blue and beautiful? I mean, you've actually, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but you actually look like you can get out of the boat because <laughs> it looks like it's so shallow, but it's like 25 feet deep. I mean, because you could see all the way to the bottom, and it's absolutely crystal clear and beautiful. You could see all the fish swimming. You could see, I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Listen, dims in comparison to the crystal sea will dangle our feet in. Can you imagine streets of gold? Can you imagine, can you imagine mansions? Do you ever drive? I love driving through small towns. I absolutely love driving through. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I love driving through small towns, and I always like to, to, I always like to look for where the mayor lives. 
That's what we always say, or the governor or whatever. We drive by and say, woohoo, that's where the governor lives. I don't know if that's true or not. Probably not. But we always say, it's the biggest house. It's the most beautiful house. Have you seen some? I mean, we went by, uh, not too long ago, we went by this house, and I'm telling you, it was magnanimous. I mean, this, this, this house was enormous. It was beautiful. It had columns. I mean, it had an entire equestrian center. I mean, it was just the fence was worth more than my house. I mean, just the fences that they had their horses. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Can you imagine when we get to heaven? Can you imagine the beauty can you imagine what God's going to do? What God is already doing? What God has already done? All those things, all those blessings ought to lead us to Hosanna in the highest. Praise to the King. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. The characters of praise. Think about these two things. Number one, two kinds of people that ought to be praising Him. Number one, adopted people. Adopted people. Watch this. Go back to the New Testament in the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 15. Listen to what the Bible says. Romans 8 and verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Praise to His name. He has adopted us into his family. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I, don't, I, don't, I don't deserve it. Sometimes I look around and think I don't belong. But praise God, it's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness that's in me. You see, the only reason you're going to heaven, you're not going to heaven because you're a good person. You're not going to heaven because you're a Baptist. You're not going to heaven because you go to church. You're not going to heaven because you're good looking. Some of us are really glad about that. Why are we going to heaven? We're not going to heaven on our merit. Right? It's not my merit. It's not what I've done. (coughs) Because if it's my merit, because if it's what I've done, how much is enough? How much is enough? Can I tell you? It's never enough. There's not enough good works that you can do. There's not enough money that you can put in in the offering plate. There's not not enough time for you to go to church to make up for your sins. If it's based on our merit, then our only hope is to die and go to hell. That's our only hope. It's not on our merits. It's on the merits of Jesus Christ. See, it's what he's done for me, and he's adopted me. I am a child of God. See this idea. There's an idea out there that we're all children of God. It's a false idea. It comes from the Unitarians, and it's just not true. We're not all saved. But when you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you became part of the family. You became part of the family of God. 
And because I'm a part of the family of God, I'm now adopted. And because I'm adopted, listen, I have every reason to praise and honor him. We were talking about it in Sunday school this morning, things that we can be thankful for. The very first thing that came up, salvation. Salvation. If you think that you don't have anything to be thankful for, first of all, your thinking is, is, is skewed. But if you think that you have nothing to be thankful for, remember God saved you. And if he did nothing else, if he turned off the faucet of blessings in your life just because he saved you, you have reason for all eternity to praise him. All eternity. Why? Because listen, listen, this earth for the Christian, for the born-again believer, this earth is the only hell we'll ever see. You know what a wonderful thing that is? A wonderful thing that we don't, we don't understand. We, I don't think we comprehend. I don't think we understand this place called hell. This place where real people die and go to and spend eternity in. Listen, we never have to go there because we are adopted in the family of God. Not only adopted people, but the number two, all people. All people need to praise Him. Psalm 50. Go back over to the Psalms. In the Old Testament, Psalm 50. Verse number 6, Psalm 50, in verse number 6, the Scripture says, "...in the heavens shall declare His righteousness, for, for, for God is, uh, is judge Himself, Selah. For the heavens shall declare His righteousness." As we praise God, as we praise His name, think about with me Psalm 150. Psalm 150. Not only uh, uh, is this world, is this uh, creation uh, praising Him, but look at Psalm 150 in verse number 6. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that hath breath. What? If you're breathing, if you woke up this morning breathing, then you should praise the Lord. I think about this. I, I, this is kind of me. This is my thought process. But every time I hear the wind blow, I think that the wind is praising His name. Every time I hear a, 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 a bird chirp, I think that He's praising the Lord. Every time I hear an animal make a noise, I think He's praising the Lord, except for crows. I, I think they're from the devil. But everything else... I think are from the Lord. And what are they doing? That means they're praising the Lord. Why? Because God created them. And that which God created ought to be praising the Creator. Listen to me. This idea that we're, that we're, that we're praising the creature, we're praising each other, we're praising things, we're praising people, God didn't create us for that. God created us uh, just like He created nature, just like He created this, uh, this created world, to simply praise and honor His name. Praise, the characters of praise. People, we are the characters of praise, and we ought to spend time praising the Lord. Listen, we are without excuse. You ever thought about that? One day we're going to stand before God. And we might have a bunch of excuses here. 
And we have excuses why we don't go to church, and we got excuses why we don't read our Bibles, we got excuses why we don't pray, we got excuses why we don't witness. We got all these excuses. But one day you're going to stand before God, you are going to be without excuse. I can't imagine standing before God one day and saying, well, you know, it was that woman that was giving me. It was that husband you gave me. Lord, if you gave me a better husband, it went better for me. If I had better kids, if I had better parents, if I just had a better pastor, a better church, well, if those deacons were just, I mean, if they were a little bit better. I mean, we come up with all, we are always pointing at everybody else. Why we don't do it. It's my upbringing. I mean, it's my whatever. If I just had a little bit more money. Let me tell you what everybody that has a lot of money says. If I just had a little bit more money. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how much money you have. And by the way, wealthy people. This is my, fun, this is my favorite part. You know what wealthy people always say? No, they really have money. Somebody else. Not, they don't have money. But somebody else that has more money than them has money. And guess what? There's somebody else that has more money than them. Now, I'm guessing that there's somebody up there somewhere that has the most money out of everybody. And, you know, he's probably complaining about something, too. Because it's human nature, isn't it? We're always blaming everybody else in every other circumstances. You know what, you know what life's about? It's simple. It's about decisions. Decisions we make. Does your upbringing affect your life? Of course. Do the people you hang out with, do the parents that raised you, do whatever, all these things, your circumstances of life, do they affect you? Of course they do. But stop leaning on all those things to excuse your misbehavior. Because they're not going to hold water when it comes to God. And when we stand before God one day, and we have all these excuses why we didn't praise Him, and all these excuses why we didn't worship Him, all these excuses why we didn't do what we were supposed to do and what God had called us to do, none of them will hold water. So what do we need to do? We need to open a lesson. We open up our mouths and do a whole bunch of things. No, we do a whole bunch of talking. We talk about other people. We talk about our own good works and all the things that we do. I mean... We like to compliment ourselves, don't we? Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. And then we talk about other people, how they aren't, they aren't up to speed as like I am. And look at how bad they are. And, but when's the last time you just opened your mouth to praise the Lord? Yesterday. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yesterday, it was a little windy. But yesterday was a beautiful day. I mean, it's just a beautiful day. You know what? If tomorrow downpours, and it's a thunderstorm, guess what? Tomorrow's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Now, it may not be exactly what you think, and you know, but that's what we do. Listen to what we do. We focus. We focus on the wrong things. We focus how it looks. We focus how it affects us. We focus how, hey, this is not, this is not conducive for me. This is not, but this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. 
This is God. God gave us another day on planet Earth. God gave us another day with our family. God gave us another day with our spouse. God gave us another day. May 20th. I'm looking forward. We're going on vacation. And my kids, who are all grown, are all going to be able to go. And I'm thinking to myself, every chance I get, because I know it's coming. I know it's going to be one of them are overseas or one of them's married and can't come. I know it's going to happen one day. But as long as I can get my family together and we can all go on vacation together, I'm going to do it. Because, listen, God gave me that family and, and God gave me my spouse and God gave me my children and God gave me the time that we can spend together. And Well, I'm going to take every advantage to spend time with them. You know, God has done so much for us. Have you forgotten? Sometimes we forget, don't we? As we think about that knee that hurts or that shoulder that hurts or this gone wrong or that gone wrong or this surgery or this problem or this circumstance or this financial downfall or whatever. We start thinking about the negative side of things. And it's hard. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's hard not to think about the negative. When your back hurts all the time, it's hard not to think about it. Right? I mean, when things are in your face all the time, when, the, when, the, when, the people, when people are, are, are calling you because they want your money and you don't have any money, it's hard not to think about it, isn't it? So all of these things come bombard us on every turn and every corner. And sometimes we can get so focused, so laser focused on the problems that we forget the praises. We forget the blessings. We forget about how God, how God has been good to us. We forget about how God has saved us. We forget how God has delivered us. We forget about how God has answered our prayers. Come unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. God invites us. Do you remember the first time? I hope that I could take this mic and pass it around and, that, and you can give testimony the first time that you remember after you got saved that God answered that first prayer that you prayed. You remember that time where you prayed and asked God to, to intervene in this situation, and God did? And you were like a little child? Do you remember that? Do you remember that childlike faith that you had? Can you remember? I remember after I got saved. Man, I, man, I got it when I got saved. I asked Christ to save me. I got up off my knees. My burden was gone. I mean, I went and told everybody. Ah, I mean, I was on a ship. I was still on, uh, uh, in the Navy. I, I, I told everybody. Everybody that didn't want to listen, everybody that did want to listen, I didn't care who you were. I mean, I, I witnessed from the captain on down. I mean, I just, I remember after getting saved that I was so excited I could have charged hell with a squirt gun. I mean, I was I mean, I was excited. I mean, God had done this. Did I still have problems? Of course I did. I mean, did, did I still have things that I was going through? Of course I did. Those things that didn't change. 
Did you know somewhere along the line we lose our excitement? Maybe that's never happened to you. And praise God if it hasn't. But somewhere along the line we don't, we're not as bold. Somewhere along the line we, we forget how good God has been to us. What do we need? We need to be reminded. We need to be like the angels that go about his throne singing holy, holy, holy. Praise God for just who he is. Not just what he's done and what he's doing and what he's going to do, but for who he is. He's God and he deserves our praise. What a blessing it is to be a part of the family of God. What a blessing it is to be a part of a local New Testament church. I think sometimes we forget, me included, that we have a church that we can come to. I've got phone numbers that I, could, I know I could call and say, hey, would you pray for me? And they would pray for me. I've got people I know that I could call who would drop everything to come over if I needed them. That's not something to take for granted, folks. To have a church family that cares. To have people that care. To have a God that cares. You remember Elijah? I like Elijah. I like Elijah, Old Testament, Peter, and the New Testament. You know why I like those two? Because I can relate to both of them. Highs and lows, right? I mean, Peter preached at Pentecost and thousands and thousands were saved. Peter got out of the boat. The boat was full of people. Peter's the only one that got out. Walked on water. Are you kidding me? I mean, walked on water to Jesus. Recorded forever for everybody to know. I mean, to me, it's not Peter walking on water. It's the rest of them sitting in the boat. That's That's what I think about when I think about that story. Then I think of Peter and I think of him denying the Lord. I think I'm not only walking on the water, but sinking in that same water, in the same story. Then I think of Peter, I think of open mouth, insert foot. Done that a couple times, right? Think about Peter, open mouth, insert two feet. If he had three, he'd have done that. I've yeah, been there, right? I can relate to him. Remember Elijah? So Elijah, there's a drought in the land. And Elijah goes and, and, uh, and, and has a contest with these Baal worshipers. And we're going to see who's, we're going to see who's really God. We're going to pray, and we're going to see what God shows up. So they begin to pray. These Baal worshipers begin to pray, and I mean, they're dancing around, they're cutting themselves, they're acting a fool. Elijah's just egging them on. I mean, I would have just loved to have been there. Maybe you need to speak a little louder. Maybe he's gone on vacation. Maybe he's taking a nap. I mean, he was just egging them on. And they prayed and prayed and prayed. But let me tell you something about a dead God. He can't hear your prayers. Then Elijah prays a very simple prayer. And fire falls from heaven. Can you imagine being there? Understand, that's why Elijah said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If God be God, then follow him. If Baal be God, then follow him. Listen, it's time to step up. Fire falls from heaven. I mean, consumes the sacrifice. And I like this. You know what the Bible says? It licks up the water. 
<laughs> I don't know if you've ever been around fire and water, but, you know, they don't mix. And fire certainly doesn't lick up water, right? But let me tell you something. When God answers, when God does something, when God walks by a life, when God prays, do you realize that Jesus Christ, the Bible says Jesus Christ is praying for you? Did you know that? The Bible says he's inter ever interceding for you. When he walked by and, 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 and spit and put it on a man's eyes, he, he, he could see. When he went by the, the child and, and raised him from the dead, and when he went by Lazarus and raised him from the dead, and when he went by the layman and let him walk, when he went by the woman with the issue of blood, she was healed everywhere he went. Everything he did. Man, it was miraculous. And as we see evidence of that, not only in the Word of God, but in our own lives, how God has seen us through this, and, and God has healed us from that, and how God has protected us from this, and, and over and over and over again. He has done exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Why in the world would we not be the people of praise? We ought to get up on the, we ought to get up on the housetops. We ought to let our neighbors know. We ought to let our co-workers know. We ought to let everybody know. Every, listen, everybody that has breath, let them praise the Lord. We're living in a backward society. We ain't going forward. We're going backwards, folks. I mean, things are going, things are waxing worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And God said it's going to happen. And they're worse and worse and worse and worse. And what is the church doing about it? A big, fat nothing. We're afraid we're going to offend people. We're afraid that this is going to happen. We're afraid that, listen, God has not given you the spirit of fear. It's time to speak up and speak out for the Lord. He is my God. Don't be afraid to pray when it comes to eating in public. Don't be afraid to speak up for the Lord. Don't be afraid to turn around and ask the person that's in line to stop using the Lord's name in vain. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be ugly. I'm not talking about that. Don't act like they do. But it's okay to stand up and say, hey, listen, I go to church. And I'm unashamed of that. You do, you do what? You do this? You do, listen, you want to talk about getting, getting interesting looks, just tell them you're in the ministry. In the what? In the ministry. What does that entail? And you tell them what it's entail is, you know, pass, thanks. I ain't part of that. Listen, I want to praise the Lord privately. Now, you can act like a total fool at a football game. A total fool to football. Anybody ever been to an ice hockey game? Yeah. Man, did I used to love ice hockey. Oh, my goodness. You talk about a sport. They just beat each other up for the heck of it. I mean, just there wasn't even nothing going on. I mean, they'd slam each other. And let me tell you what they're, they're all going nuts in the stands. I mean, screaming and hollering. Hit him again! I mean, just going nuts. You ever been to a football game? 
I mean, I don't care if it's the NFL or if it's the college. I don't care what it is. I mean, people are nuts. They wear cheese on their head. They go out when it's 20 below zero with no shirt on. They paint themselves. I'm thinking to myself, do you know how long it's going to take to get that paint off your body? Right after you go to the hospital for frostbite. I mean, they're eating hot dogs and, and they're drinking Coca-Colas. And I mean, they're doing all this stuff at these, at these games. I mean, tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. At church, you spill something on the person next to you, they're going to be upset. You spill something on the person next to you in a football game, they're going to give you a high five. I mean, their team scores, I mean, they squeeze the hot dog so hard, comes right out of the bun, right in the lap of the person in front of them. He's screaming and hollering. They're giving each other fives. Drinks going all over the place. They're spitting, screaming, hollering, and everybody thinks that's normal. Your team scored. How else would you act? You know something? We have something way better than our team scoring. Not against having a good time. Listen, if I, if I went and spent the kind of money that some of these jokers spent to go to these games, I'd act a fool too. All the way to the end. Can you, can you imagine some of these games that, they, that they people pay and leave early? Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to kick me out. I'm staying the whole time. I'm not against having a good time. But then, you know, it's silly to say, well, then, you know, praise the Lord is private. I'm not saying we have to jump up and down and act a fool. But I'm here to tell you, it's okay to praise the Lord. It's okay to praise Him in church. It's okay to praise Him outside of church. And if you're a child of God, that ought to be something that you do on a daily basis. That we're excited that we have the opportunity to have a relationship and fellowship with the God of heaven. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning, you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's never been a time in your life where by faith you receive Jesus Christ into your heart and your life. Can I tell you this morning, that tug that you're feeling on your heart, that's the Lord, that's the Lord speaking. Don't ignore it. Don't put it off. Don't wait another day. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, today's the day. Now's the time. Today's the day of salvation, the Scripture said. Why is that? Because we might not have tomorrow. We have no idea what tomorrow holds. If you're not saved, you better get it settled before the days run out. You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure to die right now and go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Pray for me. Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down, and I pray for you. I'm not going to come to where you are. I wouldn't embarrass you anyway. I just want to pray for you by need. Say, preacher, please remember me in your prayers. I'm not sure I'm saved. What a blessing it is to know our sins are forgiven, to know that we have a home in heaven waiting us, to know that he walks with us and talks with us. A long life's narrow way. He'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. The blessings of God are overwhelming and they are evident. Let's not forget. Let's be reminded that everything that has breath 
Praise the Lord. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, instruments playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Can I invite you to come this morning? How's your praise? How's your thanksgiving? How's your worship? Don't be ashamed. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Don't be ashamed of what Christ has done for you. Don't be ashamed of what Christ is doing for you. Don't be ashamed of what Christ will do for you in the future. Let us, together, let us, as families, let us, as individuals, praise the Lord. If you need to come, for whatever reason, this morning you come. Amen. Good to see you. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. Sign up sheets back there. One for breakfast on Easter uh, for Sunday school. Make sure you sign up for that. And then there is also, guys, today will be the last day to sign up for the oyster roast. Okay, we got to get that. Um, we got to get that number so that we can get it, uh, the amount of no- oysters we need. Uh, that sign up sheets in the back as well. So make sure that you get signed up for that if you are uh, planning on going to that. There are two options: oysters. Or hot dogs, okay? So if you don't like oysters uh, and you still want to come to fellowship, uh, you can, um, uh, $5 uh, for the hot dogs, $25 uh, 